Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, birthed by the great state of South Carolina, is the Bryant Land Country Podcast, your place for any and everything in hunting, fishing, sports, and outdoor related, with heavy doses of randomness, guests, and an all-around good time. Here's your host, proud Gamecock, South Carolina forever, AB3. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in, downloading episode 35 of the Bryant Land Country Podcast. The BLCP rolls on. Man, we got a great show for you this week, but I got something that I want to touch on before I introduce the guest this week. I love it when you guys send me feedback messages, thoughts, you know, anything um, that you have, like takeaways from the show or our Instagram page or Facebook or anything that we put on social media. So I have one here from Instagram from a feather named I am Adam Mims. Uh, His Instagram name, I am Adam Mims. Great name, obviously, to start with, but he sent me a message, and I just want to share it with you guys. He says, man, you have no idea how happy I am I found your page. I'm from Iowa, but have lived downtown Los Angeles for a better part of the last decade. Have always wanted to hunt, but never knew anyone or took the initiative to get going other than taking a hunter safety class. Felt like an outsider being a black man and only seeing and hearing about white hunters, plus I couldn't get any of my boys interested. Anyways, I finally got my license and tags this year and have my first solo deer hog hunt planned for Labor Day weekend. Finding your page has me hyped. I'm excited to get caught up on your content and see what I can learn. Appreciate you, brother. Well, I appreciate you back, Adam. Thank you for taking the time, sharing that with me. I mean, you have no idea. Like, stuff like that really means a lot because there are a lot of times that I wonder if people are listening, consuming our content, if our content's helping somebody, whether it's answering a question or just being entertaining. So to get a message like that, it's really pretty cool. And, man, let me know how that uh, combo hog deer hunt goes, where you're going and Take plenty of pictures. Make sure you tag us on um, at official Bryant Land on Instagram. And man, just let me know how that thing turns out. Bryant Land. All right. By now, it's been well documented that I took a trip to Orlando a couple of weeks ago and went to a podcast convention. And out of that podcast convention came out of a lot of knowledge, came a lot of uh just networking and talking to people, but I also got two interviews. The first one you heard last week with uh, Pamela Smith, LPC, from the It's All Mental podcast. You heard her right here on the Bryantland Country podcast. If you didn't listen to that, make sure you go check out episode 34, Pamela Smith, LPC. And then this week's guest is also a result of, of the podcast movement convention. Amber Smith is the guest today. And it was funny because I was standing around 
uh, just kind of taking it all in. And she was at the uh, Pandora booth and she was trying to get me to sign up for, for uh, Pandora. Now, I don't really use Pandora for my music or podcast needs, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll sign up for it. And we uh, got to talking and she asked me what my podcast was about. And I told her, you know, Bryantland Country Podcast, you know, we like telling stories, having a good time, hunting, fishing, shooting, outdoors, ATVs, all that good stuff. And her face lit up when I told her that. And I was like, why? She's like, well, I'm from Louisiana and I used to love to fish all the time with my dad. So I was like, really? Tell me more about that. Matter of fact, wait. Let me get a microphone. Let's set up a time. I'll get you a microphone, too, and you can tell me more about it. And she said, okay. So we sat down. We found a quiet room, got away from the hustle and bustle of the podcast movement convention, and we talked about 25, 30 minutes or so about her time in Louisiana and just going out fishing, having fun, talking about a little hiking, and just her experience in the outdoors. So... We are going to, or I should say you guys, are going to get a chance to uh, listen to that. I'm going to hit record and roll sound, and here is Amber Smith on the Bryantland Country Podcast. Bryantland. Man, sitting here at the podcast movement... 2019, my first time at this convention, and I'm fixing to walk away with two interviews. Hey. Interview number two, sitting across from me is Amber Smith from Pandora. Can't really remember what your title is. It's important, sure, but sure. I didn't it's, bring it's you on. It's not even important. I didn't bring you on to talk right. about Pandora because right. I, these conventions, I know you've been getting hit heavy. Heavy. Industry. Yes. So the first day we met outside the booth. We were just kind of chatting it up, chopping it up, talking. Mm-hmm. And you said you were from Louisiana. Yes, sir. And I said, okay. Uh-huh. And where from Louisiana? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. By way of Clinton. Now, where is Clinton? I don't, I'm not familiar oh, with Clinton, Clinton now. Clinton is the country. Well, I'm from the country. <laughs> I grew up in the country, so that, yeah, that, that, that's not new for me. Red dirt. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I grew on a dirt road in South Carolina, so uh-huh. I... I Totally get it. Yeah. Where, um, so how far is that from Baton Rouge? Oh, about 45. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 45 up the road. Nice. So Baton Rouge, we get to talking. I love Baton Rouge. I've talked about Baton Rouge before on my podcast hey. when I used to go to LSU and do games down there. We used to go to the seafood joint down there. There's all kind of restaurants mm-hmm. and stuff. Love Baton Rouge. Love the food. But... Yes, Louisiana. Even in New Orleans, when I was doing the NBA, I still love the food and stuff best going food in down the world. there. I think so too. I just had to put that in there. It's literally the best food in the world. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. So, talking about Louisiana, talking about Baton Rouge, you're like, you know, asked me about the podcast and I told you what it was about. And you're like, well, I used to fish. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you used to what? And he was like, I used to fish, and then, so we got to talking about fishing, so I wanted to talk to you more just to find out about it. Obviously, with my podcast, you know, I love putting the light, black folks, black mm-hmm. women, black men that do stuff in the outdoors. And when you said you fish, I was like, yeah. that's a win-win. So you got to tell me about that. What, what's your fishing story, so to speak? Sure. So I didn't start fishing until I was like 19. I think that's the first time I went fishing. Okay. With? My godfather. Okay. So I was, um, I was in, we, my godfather 
booked as like an annual trip, like down the bayou, get to captain. We go out on the boat. We go out in the in the bayou and fish. Yep. And I was available that this year. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to go. And he always takes the girls. Okay. So it's like him and all the girls, okay. all the girls in his family. So we haul down. We have little cabins, everything. And I'm like fishing. Okay, we'll see. Whatever. Right, right. I have no expectations, but I'm open. Yep. And yo, being out on the boat with a captain, just like out, I'm a water sign. So maybe that's why. Okay. But like, it's so meditative and it's fun. Like I did not expect <laughs> fishing to be so fun. And maybe like I got lucky or whatever, but my first time out, I caught five fish. We ate them for dinner. We brought them back, yep. filleted them. Yep. And it's redfish. If you don't know about redfish, like redfish is bomb. Yep. Good. Like, and it's really empowering also. Um, when you do activities like this that like connect you to earth, yep. connect you to your ancestry, connect you to, yeah, yeah, your ancestors. Like this is, I'm bringing, bringing dinner home. And it's an element that, that allows you to disconnect, find patience, connect with the water, connect, you know, like you and the fish got to work together to get the fish on the boat. <laughs> like that is a lot harder than I expected too. I thought it was just like, oh, I'm going to crank my thing. Like, no, I, I needed help. <laughs> like, so, so it, yeah. It's funny that you say that because I don't know about like you and the fish being on the same page because I think the fish are obviously trying to get off. Okay, but, okay, but you're check right. this out though. Okay. This, this is where I'm going with this a little bit here now. <laughs> We went on a fishing uh, charter out in Lake Michigan. Okay. Me and my son and my daughter. Uh -huh. And, you know, we caught a, a great amount of fish. Matter of fact, when we finish, I'll show you the picture. But okay. there were a couple of them that were literally fights. And when we, between my son and the way it happened, it was like he caught one. And when, once he got it in, they stretched it out, whatever, uh, measured it. And I forgot the length it was, but it was a big, big old fish. Yeah, these yeah. Are, uh, trout and, and salmon. Mm -hmm. And mm. so maybe like 10, 15 minutes later, mm -hmm. I caught one. And so like if his fight was like 10, 15 minutes, mine was like 15, 20. And wow. like all of this. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> it takes a lot of strength. All all of this in the shoulders and yes. stuff. And I mean, I work out, I lift weights, I'm not uh, a power lifter uh -huh. or anything of that nature. But all of this here burned. Yeah. Yes. 15, yes. 20 minute struggle. And people think, you know, you just go out there, you just toss it in water, right. put a worm on the hook. But I mean, this was a this was a very organized deal here, like the way they had it set up and like the specific baits and yes, all that stuff. Yes. So I'm yeah. with you on that. Thank you for talking about the physical aspect of fishing, because I don't think that people think like, oh, this is a really deeply physical activity. Right. Like, no, when that fish is biting you, you're putting your whole body into it. And you ain't going to lose a fight after all that, right? Like, you, no, right. fish, you getting on the boat. I'm sorry. Right. It's something I'm in, sorry. It's something in yeah. you that kicks in right. that makes you was like, OK, look, this, this is me and you. Right. You know, mono and mono. And there was a couple of them that got off. Maybe I like, <laughs> you know, snatched it too quick or right. whatever. Right. But that that fight, like you said, to bring the fish in. Another thing, too, that you said that was interesting to me. I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's like the whole Louisiana, Arkansas deal. But I had a guy on that's from Arkansas. And he's very, thinking, I, I admit, I'm a surface level person. Okay. okay. But just like having conversations with him what you were saying about like the water and like the earth and just like tying all that stuff mm -hmm. together. When I mm -hmm. talk to him, he's on a whole nother level with this hunting and fishing thing. It's like, he has yeah. me thinking about stuff that I don't normally 
think about. That's the best kind of people to have around. <laughs> so, Expand your perspective. It, it does. Yeah. It helps you learn. For sure. So, all right. So first time you fish, you caught six, you said? Five. Five. Okay. Cooked them up, got them together. How Do you remember how you cooked them? Okay. So it was still like a girl's trip. So we we're a little bougie. That's all right. Glamping. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So okay. uh, Captain John <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> took us back and he had a, a area where he filleted them. Yep. So we didn't really, we didn't do that process. They did hours on the boat. Like they got yeah. wet and he filleted them. And then yeah. whatever, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, like the, you know, leftover or mm -hmm. whatever, he's throwing them out. And so we had like seagulls just like coming in. Flocking. Yes. Dinner. Yes. But look at that. You fed yourselves and the seagulls. Yeah, we did. <laughs> See, Good karma. Giving back. Good karma. Yeah. Yeah. Circle life. <laughs> Amen. But yeah. And after that, we went back. We had like a, we had cabins. So he cooked them in the, in, you know, in the kitchen. We made that. Veggies. Mm -hmm. I don't remember everything we had, but I remember like the taste of a fish that you caught yep. is like 10 times better than what you get at a restaurant because you caught that like that and like that's another thing like tying it back like wow like it's like a, a physical manifestation of like the fruit of your labor right you get to nourish your work nourishing you literally yep. so that was really cool and that's like a really cool thought mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially in a world where we do so much consumption 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 just, just the act of like pulling back yep. and going in like okay I caught only what I needed to consume for dinner. Like that's, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that was your first time. Mm -hmm. What was it like, like after that? Like, did you go like many more times I did. after that? It was a yearly trip. Okay. It was a yearly trip. And I, I would look, I, I don't, I haven't been in a few years now because yep. I don't live down South anymore. Unfortunately. Unfor unfortunately, truly, <laughs> truly. I go back a couple times a year, but I haven't been back and, and had a fishing trip. Yep. But it's something that I would always look forward to. Like anytime I think of fishing, like my whole world lights up. You saw that. See, yeah. I can see like that. I got excited. Yeah. I get excited yeah. to talk about it and like think about like those, that time because it, it's great. It would be just us and our Godfather. It's obviously the act of fishing, but the bonding. There you go. Yeah, like there like I go. said, you're disconnected, so you're re you're having real conversations, you're bonding, you're 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 creating memories, right? And learning a skill that's like essential, like it was essential to uh, many people's survival. It's a fundamental skill of survival and of life. Yeah, and like you said, there and there's a reward when you go out and mm -hmm. you do it yourself, and you bring it. You know, like you say, you bring it back, you cook it and stuff. That's a little, something That's you can't a really spiritual you, experience. Yeah, you can't be spiritual with that. experience. Yeah, no, really though, it's nourishing all around. Like my fishing trips, I think of them as nourishing. Okay. Yeah, like I get to disconnect for a while, reconnect and nourish and like bond with my people. And that's because you're all the way up in New York City. Right. So you have to get out of there now. Yeah. Being in New York, I mean, obviously there's water and I know there's pretty good hunting up in upstate New York. So you've done nothing in New York, like fishing, outdoorsy, whatever, concrete jungle? I've skied. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I've gone, like, I've done, like, that kind of thing. We, um, well, me and my friends, we do, like, a ski trip. Okay. Well, I haven't, I've only been on one of them, um, but we're probably going to do another one this year. Okay. So I've skied in New York. I've done, I do a lot of hiking. I do a lot of that and hiking in, 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 in New York and Pennsylvania. Anywhere I go, I try to do something outdoorsy. Like, I'm, I'm a mountain person. I love the mountains. Okay. So, like, last year we went to Denver and nice. went to Breckenridge nice. and did hikes there. I was talking to somebody last night about, like, on my bucket list is to go out to Wyoming and go to um, Zion National Park because it's just so stunning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know Wyoming, one of the things for me— the turkey hunting in Wyoming is supposed to be pretty good. Ooh. And I've turkey hunted in Nebraska and in Kansas. So Wyoming is one of those places where I want to go uh -huh. as well. The hiking thing, 
I haven't really gotten into. I mm-hmm. mean, you, obviously you do some hiking when you're hunting, you know, going into your, right, right. you know, into your stand or your area or whatever. ATVs? I have. I've done, like, I've done those on, like, the Caribbean vacation. Okay. You How know? is that? Because I know what <sighs> ATV riding is here, like, in the States, in the South. Like, I, I always tell people, you yeah. know, I, I've sunk my tires in Georgia and Florida, Tennessee, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that Caribbean ATV experience like? Is it, you know, like, what, what's okay. that about? So I did it in uh, Curacao okay. on a trip, and it was incredible because you see parts of the island you don't see. Yep on foot or in a car. Yep. So we're like, it was like, we took like a five hour ATV tour and you're seeing like beaches. We, we saw beaches that you can't like really get to in a car or like you can on foot, but like going, you just see a different part of the island and it's like, you're riding, right? The, <laughs> the, the, the wind is in your hair. You feel powerful. Right, right. Like it's, it's really fun. And it's mud, really fun. Like, and and, and, and you get dirtiest, dirtiest hell. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really sad because I was, I dressed cute. I had no idea it was my first time. And there's like mud everywhere. You're filthy. Right. But still, it's like it's something that's like feels powerful and empowering. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't and know. It's groups, right? It's not yeah. like a single like you riding the trail. So you kind of got to like you can't really like tear it up as much because you got like a line of people. Is that? Well, I mean, we have like a small group and okay. like there is areas where he was like. Do your thing. Okay. Also, you yeah. got a guide. You got a, a, trail a guide. guide with yeah, you? Okay. yeah, yeah, a guide. Okay. Be like this is the like where you can like do your thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause see, like here, like in the states, like most ATV parks, you go, you pay your fee, and then mm-hmm. they give you a trail mat and they turn you loose. Right. And they kind of do it. And I've never been skiing, but from what I understand, they do it like skiing. So like. Blue is like the beginner, like a blue diamond is like a beginner uh-huh. trail, red, intermediate, okay, and then okay. like a black diamond is like the hardest trail. Oh, God. Yeah. So the public areas, they have areas that um, ORVs, they call them off-road vehicle areas. Okay. And some states have those. And those things, it's almost like the wild, wild west. It's like yeah. you go and there's a trail map where you check in. Yeah. And then good luck, Godspeed. Yes. So <laughs> when I lived in California, a lot of people did uh, dune buggies. Like the sand dunes. Yes. Yeah. I want to do that. that. I don't know if I want to do that. Really? It just looks crazy. I mean, it looks fun, but like I've seen so many people flip. But see, I'm a a four-wheel guy. You put me on an ATV, put me on a side-by-side, I'm good. Like dirt bikes, anything with two wheels, leave me alone. But four wheels, turn me loose. So like the the dune buggy thing seemed like that would be really cool. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. So, wow. So you're outdoorsy, hiking. I love, yeah. So what's the farthest you've hiked? The farthest yeah. I've hiked? Like in one sitting, like how? Okay. So in upstate New York, yeah. there's a trail called Breakneck Creek. Wow. <laughs> Almost broke my neck. Are you serious? Yeah. And like I, me and my girlfriend went like one day, one Saturday morning, we're like, let's go. Let's go hiking. Yeah. And so I heard a breakneck. I thought it would be cool. I got my little sketchers on and my workout gear, thinking it's going to be a regular regular hike. <laughs> No, sir. So you're all about, just real quick before you finish, you're uh, all about being cute when you're doing this, right? You just don't. No, not necessarily. No, I, I said sketches and workout gear to, sh- to tell you how unprepared we were for what type of hike we were doing. Okay. Like I needed hiking boots and tools. Yeah, like we got up to a certain point. I'm rock climbing and sketchers. And I'm like looking down like you, you, there's no way to go. Like right. You got you, you got to make it. If yeah. you fail, if you fall right now, you about to die. Yeah, you just got to so, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the context for it. Yeah, not not to be I mean, being cute is great also, but like this is the context of like wow, we were so unprepared. I got you. But that was a crazy sense of accomplishment. Right. Because like I would look at Breaking the Creek and be like I, I'm not experienced. I can't do that, but I did. Yeah. But I did. Right. I didn't die. 
You're still here. And like, yeah, like I feel like that's like a life metaphor that I (laughs) think back to. Like you made it on Breakneck Creek. Like you could do that. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably like the scariest and longest. And we got lost in the woods on our way back. So having to figure out and find your way back, like with like just trail markers after getting off trail for like an hour. That's something too. But um, yeah, I feel like Breakneck Creek was like my longest, toughest, mentally, physically, but also like probably most fulfilling. I don't think I'll ever forget that hike. What was the mileage? Did they put like a mileage on it, like three, five, Look, or whatever? Look, we got a lot. I mean, I think originally it was supposed to be six miles to the top. Okay. And then, you know, six so, miles back down. So 12 round trip. Right. Gotcha. But I don't know how much we did because, like I said, we went off trail for a little bit. <laughs> we got turned around for a good hour, but we made it out before dark, so. Let's see, and that's the key thing because, like, going back mm-hmm. to ATV, right, when you're on those trails, mm-hmm. I see guys that, you know, there's signs, especially, like, at the parks, the, the ATV parks, there are signs that say clearly, you know, don't deviate from the trail because a lot of them are in the woods. So yeah. it's not like, you know, just this little paved, like, trail or gravel yeah, trail yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're out there in the woods, and I'm seeing guys, watching them go off trail, and then get when I get back to, you know, the camp or loading dock or whatever, they're like, where's such and such? Some bitches out in the woods somewhere. Oh, my it, God. Eventually, you know, they get back, but it's just yeah. like, you know, if you can, stay on the trail. But then sometimes you're going and you think you're going to go left and you're looking at the sign and then depending on the speed you're going, you kind of get yourself turned around wow. and you got to get get yourself back. My dad always told me this one thing I've always carried with me. Uh-huh. Landmarks. Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's like a tree, a sign or whatever, he always used to talk about, you know, making mental landmarks. And that's one thing, even when I'm out in the woods hunting or whatever, yeah. that's one thing that's always stuck with me. So get out there, yeah. make those mental landmarks. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay, since you've spent so much time doing outdoors and like doing all these outdoors activities, I'm going to get deep on you for a minute. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> no, uh-oh. <laughs> no, like I think of like hunting specifically, like preparing for a hunt. And yep. like, you know, fi- like I just rush off Lion King, you know? <laughs> Seeing okay. your prey and like doing these things so intentionally and so logically and stuff. Yep. What do you get from that? Like, how does that like... And for me, it's relaxing. Yeah, so tell me it, about it. It's relaxing. I like being outdoors. I, it's funny, I was just talking about all of this yesterday. I was interviewed on another podcast. And a lot of people, when you say hunting, they think it's, you know, you're just going out, you're just killing and whatever, whatever. But it's a process, like the preparation, you know, the scouting, making sure, you know, you got, you know, things kind of pinned down as to where these animals are going to be. Right. And then once you get out there, either when if it's on an evening hunt, like you know, specifically deer hunting, if it's on an evening hunt when you go out there in the afternoon and then you watch the sunset mm-hmm. or early in the morning when you get in the tree, line, whatever you get into, and then you see like that sunrise and you just basically hear like the woods come alive. Like as the sun is going up, you can hear, you know, like the owls hooting, mm-hmm. the squirrels and then like stuff going through the trees, birds, chirping, yeah. like all that stuff. Like it's just, especially when I'm by myself, it, it's so peaceful. It sounds like a heightened sensory experience also because like you have to be listening, looking, like all yeah. this stuff too, right? Yeah, and it's funny because I never really thought about it like that as far as like the senses, but it, it does because like when you're out there, especially like the places that I go that are, you know, way off on the beaten path, you know, there's no trucks going by there's no ambulances or whatever like it's literally quiet except for whatever's going on out in the woods and then so you're listening and it's just like okay wait a minute what's that and then you know what's this and whatever Mm. so 
yeah, and like I said, I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, it does. Yeah, your, like when your I, senses mm-hmm. are at a higher mm-hmm. level, and I think a part of that too is because you don't have like all the other noise to block that out. So it's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, 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 it's a great time. It's yeah, great, yeah, because I think time. of like this heightened sensory experience, mm-hmm. the adrenaline of like. Like when you're oh. close. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I can't imagine in the sense of like, oh, I did it. That's why I bow hunt and nothing against. You bow hunt? Yeah. What? Deer, hogs, turkeys, bow hunt, and then uh, ducks, geese, and uh, turkeys with a shot. So you the Hunger Games out here. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. Well, well not uh, my, not people, but like just, I'm just thinking of the bow and arrow part. Yeah, but to me, that that's fun. And then there are people that you know use what's called traditional bows, so trad bows. Uh-huh. I'm a compound bow guy. Compound bow has a little bit more, you know, gadgets and gadgets to kind of. You know, if you're pulling a, a traditional bow, whatever you set that weight at, like if it's like 60, 70 pounds, you're pulling 60, 70 pounds, whatever it is, or whatever it is. Wow. You know, you're 40, 50, whatever it yeah. is. Compound bow, they have what's called a let off. And so when you pull back and say like, if your bow's got like 85% let off, my draw weight on my bow, I think it's like 60 pounds. But by the wow. time I reach like a certain cycle, whatever that 85% of 60 is, it's down to like, 15 or whatever so it makes it easier i like bow hunting for the simple fact that the sole purpose to me of bow hunting is to get as close to the animal as possible whereas like as a rifle you know you can shoot a deer 100 200 300 yards with a bow you're talking about 15 20 like on deer hogs five, seven yards, depending on how you're doing it, whether it's like with dogs or whatever. And then turkeys, if you do it right, five, 10 yards. So they're like right. It's intimate. So that's that's, why I like doing it. Yeah. But that's even like a crazier sensory experience. And like, and you have to have like an amazing amount of control over your whole body and this bow and everything because you're creeping up on something like what? It's you against an animal whose whole life is based on survival. So, right. Right. and I was saying this yesterday, like for deer, think about it. You got to beat their nose. You got to beat their eyes because their smell is out of the world. Okay. They don't see color allegedly, but the movement. So you can't be doing a lot of fidgeting and stuff like that because they'll pick you off moving before they even get close. And then like you're sitting there and going back to the senses when you're quiet and everything's quiet in the woods and you can hear them coming through and they have a sense of like something's not right and they start stomping and snorting and blowing and to have a deer behind you 15 yards or whatever it is blowing behind you. I mean, it, it sends chills through your spine. What? Same thing with turkeys. Like that, the, one of the things with turkeys is the people call them thunder chickens. What? Because when they're close, like close, close, and they hit that gobble, you feel it right here in your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, break this down to me more because I feel like I would be terrified of a turkey. No. (laughs) I feel like I really would. When they hit that gobble, how you hit that gobble? What is that? What is that? Like, what? So they're coming in, like the the hens, they'll, you know, they'll put around a little Mm. bit. Mm. But like a boss male gobble turkey, it's, it's, I don't know if I can even do it justice, but it's like, and like when you see it, you can see like the veins and the blood vessels and stuff in their head. 
and their neck is like all extended out. What? Yeah. And, and, what? Yeah. And I'm that, like bug eyed right now, y'all. I, 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 like, I, she, yeah, she is. She's, her <laughs> eyes are like wide open. <laughs> so I would say at some point, even if you're not like into hunting or uh-huh. don't think you could ever pull the trigger or anything like that, just as a person who likes outdoors, yeah, I would advise you to go just out on a turkey hunt or or even go okay. like there are a lot of photographers that photograph wildlife and they'll sit in a blind and instead of hunting with a gun or a bow they're basically hunting with a camera so they're yeah. out there like taking pictures and stuff wow i would advise you to to do that at some point because once you do it i think you would enjoy it there's a particular type of uh hunt that i want to go on but i think you're probably going to make fun of me what's that truffle 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 hunt as in like the candy the mushroom uh, so, <laughs> for real, there are people. I know. Like, that's a thing. I know. And I love, like, okay, I'm a weird girl, but I have a real um, passion for mushrooms. Yeah. I'm an herbalist. Okay. And, like, mushrooms and their different medicinal properties. Yeah, yeah. And I love, like, eating them. So, like, I love truffle. Oh, my God. So, just the idea of, like, I was like, if I ever go to, like, France or Italy, like, sure. I'm going on a truffle hunt. Sure. Going on a truffle Well, hunt. I mean, that, that like I said, there, and I didn't even know that until I kind of got into this, because I only really got into this, like, four years ago. Oh. Like, I've always wanted to own an ATV and ride ATVs. And uh-huh. then kind of after the ATV thing died down after a year or so, it was just like, okay, what's next? Because yeah. I don't golf, and I was kind of out of the video game phase. Okay. So it was like, what's next? And so I started with a bow, bow hunted, and then it was like, okay, I think I want to duck hunt. So I got a shotgun and then started duck hunting and goose uh-huh. hunting. And now it's year-round. I'm trying to find something to hunt yeah. depending on the season or whatever. So but the truffle and the mushroom thing, yeah, is a big deal. Another thing, yeah. too, that's kind of a little bit, to me, off that beaten path, like, with the mushrooms uh-huh. is the shed, what they call shed hunts. So every year after the deer season, mm-hmm. the um, bucks, they shed their antlers. So they just basically, they just, they just fall out. And then the, they just grow another set. Sir, excuse me? Yeah. And so people. They just fall out? Yeah. They grow, because it's a bone. The antler, right. is a, yeah, it's only it's a bone. So like every year, they shed, and they just basically drop them like on the ground. And That's some people, wild. I had no idea. Yeah, people go out and it, and I don't do it because it's, it's just not my cup of tea. But right, right. Some people take dogs and like the they dogs, try to find them. Yeah, yeah, find them and stuff, and then they'll grow back. The next year. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's, and that's the thing. It's so many different activities that you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. the fact that you're an outdoorsy type, that's awesome. I yes. know you, we got a little bit of a time restraint here, but at some point down the road, I would love for you to come back and just get into a longer form conversation. Would you be open sure, to that? Sure. For sure. Awesome. Are yeah, you yeah, a yeah. big social media person? Do you kind of want people to follow you? Or sure. You, just, you can follow all right, so drop all your social media and all that 411 so people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Amber, A-M-B-E-R-C Smith, okay. S-M-I-T-H underscore. And that's probably where I'm the most active. On the gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a big gram following? I got like a medium-sized gram following. Okay. Yeah. Five digits? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. an industry girl. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but on Instagram I, I, I post my radio work and also I'm an like I'm an herbalist. I don't know if I said that before. Yeah, yep. So I work a lot with plants and plant medicine and, and kind of like describing how the you know you can find and healing. See that from, that's what yeah. I want to get you back on and talk about like Would the, love the herbalist to. and all that stuff. Yeah. Amber, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Brightland. All right, once again, shout out to Amber Smith 
thank you for taking the time coming through on the Bryant Land Country podcast to share some of your stories. Um, it says in her Instagram profile, storyteller. So we want to get her back on here down the road so she can tell some more stories. Had a great time just talking to her. It was really short. But um, as you can tell, we had a lot of fun. And like I said, I can't wait to uh, get a chance to get her back on again. Now, before I get ready to get up out of here, I just wanted to drop the 411 on bryantlandcountry.com. Bryantlandcountry.com. Everything Bryantland has our merch, has videos, of course, has all the podcasts. So make sure you are checking it out bryantlandcountry.com thank you again for coming through listening supporting everything bryantland we certainly do appreciate it and we'll catch y'all back here next week for another episode of the bryantland country podcast thanks for listening to the bryantland country podcast hosted by ab3 Please leave us a positive review and five-star rating on iTunes. Be sure to check out our podcast section on our website, bryantlandcountry.com, for previous podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at Official Bryantland and Twitter at 3 Bryantland. This has been an AB3 Media Production. Join us next time for another edition of the Bryantland Country Podcast. <laughs>